Okay, Daflamid. We had discussed these uh, different issues here uh, related to the Shlichim. And the last more we discussed yesterday was a, a, qua- a case where uh, they said they, they, they went to bring it and he wasn't there and he wasn't available. So what this brings us back just briefly to the discussion we had in the Gemara Ksubis about what's called Enes Begit or Enes Begit. And someone makes a Tanai and then for some reason out of his hands he's unable to fulfill the Tanai. How do we look at that in terms of a Get? So who do Amar? He said, if I don't come back within 30 days, that means either something happened to me or uh, I, I'm not interested in coming back and therefore I don't want it to be a Get. Uh, so he came. He trained, made it back. He couldn't get across the river. In our terms, he was stuck in traffic. Okay? So he's, and he got to the last day. I'm here. What are you doing? I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. It's not a divorce. Don't get married to anybody else. You're still married to me. So Shmuel Paskins, this is not the city. He said, if he comes back to the city, I don't care. Now, Pashupshan, it sounds like what we call Ein Oynes Begitin. There's no Tainus Oynes. You cannot say it wasn't my fault. Rashi brings it. The Gemara Ksuba says, Lav Dafka. It could be in this case, if it's something that's Shriach to happen, like getting stuck in traffic, that he should have taken into consideration. So it's not even considered an Ones. It's considered something that he, like more of a Shogig or a Mazid even. And if a Lav Dafka is a case of, of Oynes Begitin or not. Uh, but either way, in this case, Shmuel Paskin, the get is a good get. A similar story. He said, okay, I'm giving you a get now, but I'm giving us a 30-day cooling-off period. So if within the next 30 days we can work out our Shalom Bayes decision, go to a therapist, and everything will be fine, then, not, then it's not a get. But if not, I'm giving it to you now already that it should be chal in 30 days. Azul Paisa, so he went to therapy with her, they talked it out, they tried to work everything out. She, she didn't say, she said, no, that doesn't work. So Amar of Yosef, so Yosef said, "Miyavla Tarkava didini v'loyefaisa." He said, "What if he would have given her a million dollars, right? Tarkava didini, a huge amount of money. If he would have given her a million dollars, then would would she have been befayis from then? Okay, now he doesn't have that. He doesn't have a million dollars to give her, so it doesn't matter." Rashi says, "Vechimin shloy also kain nimsa shloy paisa." V'yalupisha ain loy says Rashi. I mean, in honest, the ain on the miyachalitan oynis, but then I shall get. So even though you're right, he could have given her a million dollars. And calm that. But Lamaisa, that wasn't, the Tanai wasn't, I want to be a fire. Your Tanai wasn't, do my best. He wasn't a fire, and therefore the chasm is over. Ain, oinus, begitim. Ikadiyami, somebody said the opposite. Amar Yasef, midi takavar, the dinri, boy, Lamaisa, law. Right? He doesn't, he, the, the, the deal was, and he says very carefully, listen to Tanai. The Tanai wasn't that she's going to agree. Tanai was, I'm going to do my best to go to therapy. Okay? And as long as he did his best and went to therapy, that's good enough. Oh, he didn't give her a million dollars. A million dollars definitely would have solved the problem, right? But the Kesef Yanet called a million dollars would have solved the problem. That doesn't matter. He doesn't have to go that far because that would be Yesh Tainus on his begitten according to this man, because he doesn't have a million dollars to give her. And therefore, according to this man, he doesn't have to. He did his job. The fact that she didn't agree, that doesn't matter. He said, I'm giving you a get if I don't go to therapy. I went to therapy. Didn't work out, didn't work out. But Lamaisa, the get is bottle. If he wants a divorce, of course he could. But in terms of this get, it's, this side this, we would say, Yesh Tainus on his beginning. The fact that I didn't give you a million dollars, it's not my fault. I don't have a million dollars to give. And therefore, this is a general machlek as we have in the Gorn Ksubis as well, whether if you make it tonight and then it's not your fault that you couldn't do something, do we consider that an issue or not? Says the Mishnah, back to our We've been talking here in these series of Mishnayis about the question of Chazaka. 
right? So when you send a get, can you assume the, the husband is still alive, etc. So the Mishnah brings another example, nothing to do with those getting, but the same idea based on Chazaka. Hamalva Mois is a kind of a salavi vesaoni bechelka. So this is an interesting situation. We have a problem. Problem is, is that most people in, the, in the, those days, nowadays as well, obviously, when you want to borrow money for any purpose, for business purposes, whatever it is, you need to put up a collateral. Generally speaking, the collateral you put up is land. Okay, everybody owns a piece of land, a house, something like that, and uh, you put that up as the collateral. If you don't have land, it's very hard to borrow money because nobody has. There's nothing that anyone can put a lien on to be guaranteed they're going to get the money back. Okay, so far so good. What do you do by a kain or a levy or an ani, someone who's poor? But we're going to focus here on Kayan and Levi. Kayan and Levi doesn't have a chelik in Eretz Yisrael. Kayan and Levi don't have land. So Kayan and Levi are really stuck economically how they can borrow money for whatever purposes they need to borrow money. So Chazal said, and we'll see in the Gemara, Chazal said we have a shtick. And the shtick is, is that a Kayan and a Levi, and a nani, have a guaranteed source of income, quasi-guaranteed. And that is Trumas Meisers of Meiser Risha and Meiser Ani. They are for, have a built-in social net to make sure that the Kayin, the Levi, and the Ani have money. So, someone could theoretically go over to a Kayin or Levi in Israel and say, or Ani, and say as follows. I'm willing to lend you money, and don't worry about paying me back. You're trying to help them out, and you want to make sure that you have, you know, they can survive. Don't worry about paying me back. You don't have to pay me back. I will just keep the Trumas, or the Maiserish, or the Maiserish that I was going to give to you, instead I'll keep that as payment. Maybe over time, maybe over the next you know, couple seasons, whatever it is, I will take that money and keep that. Chazal said you could do such a thing. How does it work technically? We'll see in the Gemara how it works technically. But that's the thing. So you did over here, that you're going to keep the... The, the matonis that would go to them. Now, by Meiser Rishon and Meiser Ani, where there's no Kedusha on them, you could actually keep them. By Truma, with his Kedusha on it, obviously you cannot eat the Truma just because you kept it for the loan of the Kayan. Rather, you'd be able to sell it to another Kayan. Generally speaking, Truma, you're not allowed to sell. Truma, you have to give to the Kayan. But in this case, where it's Ke'ilu, as we'll see in the Gemara, how? It's Ke'ilu, you gave it to the Kayan, and he gave it back to you. So once he gave it back to you, it's yours. You cannot eat it, but you could then sell it to somebody else who's a Kayan. Not for, you know, not for full price, but you'll get some amount of money off of that, and that will be towards the payment of the loan. So, that's not our mission's concern, though. Our mission's concern is that you made the deal, you lent the Kayin $50,000, and you said, I'm going to be taking off and keeping your truma for the next five, six years. The Kayin's gone. How do you know the Kayin's alive? Maybe the Kayin's not alive. And if the Kayin's not alive, then who says you can collect that money from the truma? The other Kayin in the city said, what do you mean you're giving him that? <laughs> He's not here anymore. You can't keep that stuff. Says the mission, no. So, you can assume they're alive, like through all these other, other series of Mishnais. You have a Chazaka, assuming they're alive. Maybe you have the same halacha as before, up till 80, after 90. We might have a difference, depends, but the same idea. That by a Levi, the Chashash is, are they alive or dead? By an Ani of an issue, another issue. If the Ani got a job, and the Ani is not an Ani anymore, then that Maiser Ani is not his anymore for you to keep. So if you find out that that actually happened, then at Echanam you'd be in trouble. But you don't have to assume it happened. You don't have to assume that the Kayin Levi died, and you don't have to assume that the Ani became rich, and you can keep being Mikazes, uh, deducting from the Trumas Maisers for the loan, that outstanding loan. Mesu, what if the Taka did die? So if the taka did die, now buy an ani and there's nothing to do. As we'll see in the Gemara, if the ani gets rich, 
There's nothing you can do. You've lost that money. Totally. Because remember, the deal was, when you lent the money, it's very important for understanding the whole sugya. When you lent the money is, you're saying, you are not paying me back. Not, I will take from the Trumas Meisters, etc. Or, if you have money, you'll pay me back. No, the deal is, you, the Kayin, the Levi, the Oni, do not have to pay me back at all. I'm only going to collect from the Trumas and the Meisters. So if the Oni gets rich, and he's not Zoichet to Meister Oni anymore, then the Malva is out of luck. Part of, part of the deal, part of the deal, what you do over here. But by kind of levy, it's not a question of getting rich, it's a question of them alive or dead. So it says the Mishnah like this, Mesu, if the kind of levy dies, now normally, in a normal situation of a Malvin Aleva, if the Leva dies, so his Yusemim would pay off his debts. Now his Yusemim only, as we'll see in the Gemara, have to pay off his debts from money that they inherited. They don't have to pay it off from their own pocket, they only have to pay it off from money they inherited from their father. Karka, etc., we'll see in the Gemara on base. In this case, where the father really was not responsible to pay off the loan at all. Right? The father is out of the picture. The levy, the father is out of the picture of the kind of levy. It's only being collected from the Trumas or Meisus. So what happens now when they die? Says the Mishnah, Mesu, Tzorech Lito Rishus Min Hayoshim. So the Mishnah says a cryptic statement that you have to ask Rishus from the Yoshim. What exactly does that mean? We'll see more on the Gemara Nomad base. But it sounds like you need to ask Rishus from if it's okay for you to collect from the Trumas and Meisers on behalf of the loan. If the Yoshim don't give permission, then it sounds like you cannot collect, but you also are not going to be collecting from them because they don't have anything to pay you at all. They don't need to pay you because there was no actual lien on the father's estate at all. That's Allah number one. However, there's another way to do this. If you're nervous to lend money to a kohen or levy that they might die, and that the Yarshim are not going to let you collect from the Trumas or Meisers, so Chazal set up a takana, you could do the halva in Bezdin itself. Similar to like the structure of like a Prusbol kind of thing, same idea. And you're doing it in front of Bezdin, then ain't Sarchlito Yarshim. Then Bezdin has the ability to establish that you collect it from all the other Kayanim and Levim we'll see in the Gemara. Because this, at the end of the day, is Latoivas, all the Kayanim and Levim, the, the greater Tsibor of Kayanim and Levim gained from such a setup, because this allows them to borrow money. Without such a setup and structure and base, nobody's going to lend money to a current or levy. So to do it direct, you can't. But to do it through Bezdin, that you could do even if nobody's there to approve it. Okay. So the idea of our mission, again, is based on Chazaka, but now we're going to focus on the structure of such a loan and how it works. It says the Gemara, I don't understand over here. When you're mafresh truma from, your, from your, the grain that you have in your, whatever it is, grains, fruits, so any kain can come and take that stuff. Right? All the kainim in the world have a schus to come and take your truma. All the levim in the world have a schus to come and take your maiserisha. So how can you then say, I am keeping this truma for a loan that Ruven the Kayan owes me? This truma is not Ruven the Kayan's. This truma belongs to all the kainim. And Mehechatei said they all agree to let Ruven have that. If Ruven comes and takes it, and takes it for himself, and then gives it back to you for payment to the loan, that's, of course, approved. But that's not what we're talking about in our Mishnah. Well, you, don't, you, you don't even have to go through that process. You, the Balbais can keep it on his own. How does this work from a Lumdis perspective? So Boris has a few ideas. Amarav, but Makire Kahuna Velavia. There's an idea called Makire Koyin. Makire Koyin, Rashi explains, means that you generally, we're talking about a person who, generally speaking, gives all his truma, or all his miser, and maybe his miser ani, to one specific Koyin Lavir ani. Okay, so what? Still, he didn't come take it. So Rashi explains the lumbus is as follows. Since all the kainim in the world know that I always give my truma to Ruvain, they are automatically, subconsciously, misalik themselves from this truma. 
And then automatically, it's only Ruven's. So really, every kind in the world has a chelik in this truma. They all know that I give my truma on a general yearly basis, all to Ruven the kain. So all the other kainim know, okay, well, I don't have to bother going to his house to get truma, because I'm never going to get it anyways. He always gives it to Ruven, and he always makes sure Ruven comes first, etc. And therefore, they're mesalic themselves from this stuff, and if they're mesalic themselves from this, that's why it works. So you're not actually making a kinyin, but since all the kainim are mesalic, they're schus from this, automatically, it is only Ruven. Do you just have the right to choose who you want to give it to? Yes, but I didn't give it. But can you just like you give it and then you get if it? If I, that's what I said. If the coin came and took it, then yeah. we have no question. Here we're talking about the coin never takes it. You can't like mock it from, from a distance. Oh, so says Shmuel's answer. That's Rob's answer. Shmuel says, <laughs> the Mazakalahem Ayyadachem. Shmuel says, I could. I can, now, it's an interesting point here. I cannot pick up the truma from my field and mizak it to the coin, Shmuel says. It has to be Mazakalahem Even though it's, truma's not really mine, right? Truma's not really mine. So theoretically, I could pick it up directly for the coin, but it seems like it's considered enough mind the typhus I know that I have in it, etc. I can't pick it up for the coin directly, but I can go to my friend Shimon and say, please be zeicher this for Reuven the coin, and then I'm going to take it back as payment for the loan. According to Shmuel, there's no halacha called makir ekuna. You actually have to have a kinyan. Either the coin can do the kinyan himself, or I can be mezakeh to him ayedecher. Those are the first two pshatim. Ula Amar, Ula says, you don't have to go that far. Hamani Rabbi Yaisi. We have a sheet of Rabbi Yaisi in Shas who says a similar halach in other situations. The Amar Chazal have the ability to make people own things when they don't own it. Classic example, Rashi says, Rashi has a bunch of examples. Classic example is when you put out a trap to capture an animal. When you put out a trap to capture an animal in the forest, what kinyan are you making on that animal when it goes into your trap? Nothing. There's no Mashiach, there's no Hagba, there's no Chatzar, there's no nothing. Yet, the Alokha Chazal said is, if I put out a trap and capture an animal, nobody else is allowed to come take that animal. Why? It doesn't belong to me, it's Hefker. Terror says, Chazal said, Asur ain't a koinik a koinik. Chazal, they're bidding me, Tom Hefker, better than Hefker, to make it ke'ilu its mind. Rashi gives a whole bunch of other examples. So here also says the Gemara, in this case, again, to allow Kahar Melavion to be able to borrow money, Chazal said, if they borrow money with such a structure, and Rashi points out one other point which I didn't mention is this deal must be set up front. It can't be I lend money to the Kayin and then six months later when he can't pay me back he tells me, oh, go take it from my truma. Then this would not apply. It's a mashma from Rashi. It's only when this was a, a deal up front that this is how the payment's going to be structured. So therefore we have three pshatim and how this could work. Rav says it's built in because of something called Makir Akuna if there's someone I normally give it to. Shmuel says the thing about where you actually go ahead and mazak it and if you see and, and and Ula B'Shem Rabbi Yaisi says, it's just a din drop on it. So, Kula Kirav Yamri, nobody wants to say, Rav's halacha makir, kuna makir like a tani. It doesn't say we're talking about a case where I give it to a specific coin, or the person I'm lending the money to is a specific coin. So, why do you have to make an ukimta like that? Kishmuel like Yamri, they don't like Shmuel's pshat, but mazaka like a tani. It doesn't say in the Mishnah that you actually have to go do a kinyan to give it to the coin. So, they didn't want to say Shmuel's pshat. Kula Nami Yamri, they didn't want to say Ula's pshat like Rabbi Yaisi, it's a din drop on Because that pshat of the chazal, of the ability to do this, in this case would only be Shittas Rabbi Yaisi. There are Shittas Rabbanan who argue on Rabbi Yaisi and say that, and, say, and argue on those halachas or say it works differently, and therefore Lav Dafka would that be Muskam Lakol. So we have three Pshatim in the Mishnah, all three of them either require an Okimta or relying on a Shittas Yicha on how this could work halachically, lumbus wise to allow you to take the truth.
Karabana, but there's more halachas related to this. Hamava Moses, the kind of Salavius on Elias, Mafashlam, Echelkun. So you want to do this to be able to keep the Trumus of Mises. So, first of all, we said, Mafashlam, Echeskeshen, Kayam. First halacha is, you can assume everything being equal, that the kind of the Levi and the Ani are alive and not rich at all. The, the Ani. That's halacha number one. Halacha number two, Upoisiki Moin Kishar Hazul. Now, this is a very important point, which is, I lent the Kayan a hundred shekel. Okay? He's going to pay me back with Truma on, let's say, apples, for argument's sake. Okay? So now, how much, ap- how many apples is 100 shekel? Well, the price fluctuates. So let's say I lent it to him in the winter, and I'm only going to get paid back when the apples are ripe in the fall. Okay? There's a nine-month gap over there. Do we do it based on the price of apples when, I, when he borrowed the money, which could be maybe more, or do I do it on the price of apples when we harvest the apples and I'm actually taking the truma, which could be less, or it could be the opposite, just depending on how the setup is. So says the Mishnah, You get the cheaper price, meaning the Malva who lent the money could always get more apples. If it's more expensive, if he, if he wants to get it at the cheaper price, so he's getting more apples per 100 shekel. So whatever it is, if it's cheaper when he lent it or cheaper when he actually goes to collect and when you harvest the fruits, he could take the cheaper price no matter what. That is assuming that there's a set price. Okay, So if there's a set price now, you can go to the market and see that it's, you know, uh, a, a kilo of apples is seven shekel. And later on, you see a kilo of apples is 17 shekel. So I want to do it based on the seven shekel. Or if it's the opposite. But that's assuming there's a set price. So we allow you to do it based on the cheaper price. Next, halacha. The ain by mishum ribis. Okay, what about a situation where there is no set price? We have a lach and Matziah and Ezuneshech. Then when I prepay for something, if I want to go pay you now for the apples that you're going to harvest in nine months from now, that is a problem. The problem is, is that I'm paying you now, and you're going to give me something later, which could be worth a lot more than the money I'm giving you now. Based on the, uh, so therefore that would be a ribis question. Maybe it's Darbona, but it looks like a ribis question. So the Allah is, you're not allowed to do that unless there's a fixed price. And if I could go ahead and buy apples now, you're paying me 100 shekel for apples. If you could buy the apples now in the market and give me those apples right now, then it's not a problem. Because then even if the value of the apples go up, it's ke'ilu I already had the apples. Ke'ilu. And therefore, it's not a really a ribis question. So in this case, says the Gemara, there's no ribis problem. When you're borrowing money and paying it back later, there's not a ribis issue. Now this, as the Gemara will explain in a second, is talking about where the shire was not set. If the shire was set and I knew it's a fixed price, there's definitely no ribis question. Here we're talking about where there is no fixed price yet for the crops that are going to be harvested. You know, the, the commodities market has not settled on a particular fixed price. And therefore, really, in a regular loan, there would be a ribis question. Over here, in this particular type of loan, there is no ribis question. Why? The world will explain. Next, Allah says the Braisa, the ain shvies misham Right? If this loan goes over Shemitah, Shemitah does not cancel such a loan, even without a prusible. Why? We'll see. The Balaks are If you want to back out, you cannot back out. We'll see what that means. Nisyaishua Bailim. Let's say the owner says, I'm going to lend you the money and I'm going to collect it from the first Truma crops that we get. I'm not going to collect it forever. Not, whatever the first Truma crops is, that's good enough. I see the first crops come and they're gone. It just it was a, there was a you know some kind of blight or something like that and it ruined all the crops. So I'm nisyayish. I said, forget it. You're not going to pay me back. So ain mafreshaleim, fishain mafreshaleiv avut. So then, even if something later does grow, it's already too late. I was miyayish, and you don't have to pay me back. Remember, in that case, I cannot go back to you to get the money to the kind to get the money. There is no lien on the kind money at all. It's only from the truma. If the truma is gone, and I say forget it, then it's forget it. Even if something later on grows, we'll see. Let's go through all these halachas. 
You can choose the price, the now price, or the later price, whatever is cheaper. The Kiddush is, that it's built in. Whenever I lend money to a coin or a levy or an oni based on such a collection status, automatically it's Kishar Hazol. Automatically. I don't have to specify my time, why talk is there no ribbis over here? We just said in the next halacha that if the crops get ruined, you don't pay me back at all. So even if there is crops, since it's an even risk, right? Ribbis is always where I'm getting extra. Here it's an even risk. On one hand, I can lose everything. The other hand, I might get more. That evens itself out. That's not a ribbis question. Right, the halach of Shemitah is you have the halach called lo yigos. You're not allowed to force him to pay you back. Here, there's no paying back. He doesn't owe you any money. You're just collecting on his behalf from the Shemitah Shemitah. That's fine. The Malachs are in the Who can't back out? Some of Papa loishan al balabayis pekoyin. The balabayis who lent the money cannot go to the coin and say, "I lent you the money, and now I think the Shemitah Shemitah is not going to be worth it. Give me back the money." Can't do that. Once you gave the money to him. And the crops are growing in Yerushos, there's no transaction anymore. Transaction's over. There's nothing to back out on. What if you lend the money to the Kayin, and remember, you're getting the money back from the Truma, and you're getting it back Kesharazol. So now the Kayin says, wait a second, I, I, this is ridiculous. The price fluctuated so much that he's getting paid back way too much. I'd rather pay you back out of my own pocket and take the Truma. You could do that. Since in this case there was no Mashiach yet done by the Balabais, the Paris doesn't exist. If the client thinks financially it's worth it for him to pay back cash and take the Truma, he's allowed. What is this talking about? Pshita. Obviously, if I gave up hope, I gave up hope. I see the crops are ruined. And therefore I say, oh, forget it. But if you look closely at the crops, you'll see that there actually is little crops growing there and it's going to be good at the end. But I didn't realize it. It's like almost on a, a toast. So, that since it's growing a little bit, that counts. And therefore I could collect from that. Once it looks like it's lost, and I say, forget it, fafal, it's lost, then it's talking about I give up hope and I, I'm not allowed to collect that money. Tanya, Moses, that's all, like the last case in the Mishnah. Right? You can collect on behalf of all the other kingdom from their stuff because it's in their favor. They, they have what to gain that this structure exists. So now, by an ani, there's no dinyarusha, right? There's no, uh, the child of an ani doesn't get maeser ani unless he's also poor on his own. So if you lend money to an ani and he dies, now what do you do? So mafushem echeskes ani Yisrael. You can collect again from the uh, from the meiser ani of all the other aniim in the city. Now this price says ani Yisrael. That does not mean people out of the city. What does it mean? When he said ani oilam, he meant even kusim, meaning they're arguing whether kusim are geri emes, and therefore they get maestrani, or if kusim are geri arayis, and they're not really gerim, they're goyim, and therefore they cannot take maestrani. Just a small detail. Hashira ani, what if the ani becomes rich? As we said, ain mafashalov. You cannot collect maestrani for this person anymore. Since that person is not zaycha to get maestrani, you cannot collect the loan from the maestrani. Vizacha laba meshabiyadeh. And then the ani gets to keep the money you lent him. There's no payback. Because the deal was, I'm not collecting from you, I'm only collecting from my son. So basically, by a kind of a levy, there's less of a risk. By an only, there's a tremendous risk that you might lose your money. 
Says the Gemara, so wait a second. For Rabbanon, Maishna Misa Dovet Takanta, Maishna Ashiris Lovet Takanta. When the Ani, when the Kohen and Levi dies, we say we made a Takana, you can collect it on behalf from the other Kohen and Levim. If the Ani dies, you can collect it from the other Anim. But if he gets rich, we're, we're messing up here the Malva. Why? Says my Misa Shricha, Ashiris Shricha. We don't have to bother with it. If a guy's so poor that he's getting Maishna Ani, the odds of him actually getting money later on in life, unfortunately, are not that high. And therefore, Chazal didn't have to uh, establish takana for that situation. I'm um, Papa, people say, if they tell you someone died, Isher, you can believe them. Isasher, if they tell you someone got rich, Loitasher, don't necessarily believe them, because it's just not probable for it to happen. Tanya, Rebbe Yomer. Rebbe says this idea that if they die, you ask the Yarshim Rishos. Rebbe Yomer, Yarshim She Yarshim. That only refers to Yarshim that inherit. Huh? Isn't that sort of the definition of the word Yarshim? Is that they are inheriting? What are we talking about? What it means is that when, normally when you have a leiver who owes money and he dies, so the loan, the debt is not really on the Yarshim. Yarshim didn't borrow any money. The debt is on the estate. And the Allah is the debt is only on the karka of the estate, not the metalton of the state. Once someone's alive, you can collect even from the metalton, of course. Once they die and you collect from the Yarshim, you're only allowed to collect from the Karka. So says the Rebbe over here, we have an interesting situation. And this way, this is not the way Tesis explains the more. If you look at Tesis, Tesis explains the more totally differently. Going the way the other Rishon explains the more, which seems like Rashi is saying that as well. Which means that when you lend the money to the Kayin and the Kayin dies, so the Yarshim don't have to pay back at all. Okay? If the Yarshim want to let you, says the Mishnah, you could. What does that mean, says Rebbe? That means if the Yarshim had Karka, and theoretically, there could have been a lien on this Yarshim to pay back the loan, even though there is no lien on the Yarshim to pay back the loan. But there could have been. Or if they want to back out on the deal, we said they're allowed to and get the Truma instead, since they could theoretically be involved in paying back the loan, then they're able to give her shush. But if the Yarshim would not Yarish any Karka, and all they Yarish was Kasef, which means this loan had nothing to do with the Yarshim, the Yarshim do not have the ability to give permission for the Malva to collect from the Truma. And then the Malva's messed up. Now we said, if you do it in Bezdin, the Bezdin gives you the Rishos. But if you're not in Bezdin, and the Yarshim are not related to this loan at all, then there's no ability for them to give Rishos, and it won't even help if they do. How much karka do they need? Says the Gemara Rabbi If they left just a little bit of, a, a, you know, a pencil worth, a needle worth of land, you could only allow them to collect the amount of truma equal to the amount of land they could have had to be able to collect the loan. Malay kardim, if it's amount of an axe, meaning a lot, nice malay kardim. Yechen says no. Even if they just have a little bit of karka, they question, remember, you're not really collecting from the Yarshim at all. It's just a question of, are the Yarshim, could the Yarshim be involved in this loan? As long as they have a little bit of karka, they could have been involved in the loan. If they could have been involved in the loan, we're going to allow them to give permission to collect from that. The famous story where Gemara brings of Abaya in the Gemara in Ksubis, where someone owed money, and then the person, the person died, left a small piece of karka, he owed 600 shekel, left a small piece of karka with 50 shekel to his Yarshim. Okay, so the Malva comes, collects the piece of karka with 50 shekel. The Yarshim comes and says, okay, thank you, we'd like to buy it back from you. He says, wonderful. They give him 50 shekel, he takes the, they take the karka back. Now he says, oh, you have that karka. Thank you, I'd like to collect that karka. And he takes it again. Then they buy it back again. And then he takes it again until it gets all paid off. And that's the, uh, obviously, you know, whether they agreed, didn't agree, or they didn't know what they were doing. But that's the famous story of Katina Dabaya. Even if you only have a small piece of land, you still theoretically could pay off the loan again and again and again. Thought about a strange price. 
Bryce brings a cryptic statement. We have to figure out what it means. Tanabon. Yisrael Sha'amar the Levi. Yisrael says to the Levi, Maiser Yeshach Biyadi. I have some Maiser that I think belongs to you, meaning I want to give it to you. So, and uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to just pay you for it. And I'll pay you for it and I'll keep it. Since nobody mentioned over here how much Meiser there is, we don't have to worry about Trumas Meiser. What? What are we talking about? We'll see in a second. If I say a specific amount, then my comment. What is this Bryce talking about? What is, what is the issue? What is the Trumas Meiser? What are we talking about? Tomorrow's going to say three attempts. I'm Rabbi. Pocket cover. Yisrael Shama the Levi, Maiser Yeshachabiyadi. Okay, I have some Maiserishan of yours, meaning not yours, but that I'm available to give to you, and I'd like to give it to you. Instead of giving it to you, the Helech Damov, I'd like to just pay you for it, and I'll keep it. Right? I like the crops, and uh, I'll, I'll keep it, I'll pay you fair value. Okay, no problem. However, remember, Maiserishan has to have Trumas Maiser taken off of it. Normally, you take off 10% of your Maiserishan Maiser as, as my, Trumas Maiser. Theoretically, theoretically, you could have a pile here of Maiserishan. And you use that as your Trumas Meiser collection point for all the other crops you have. So I have, a, you know, I have here a bushel of 100, 100 bushels of Meiserishan. Ten of it become Trumas Meiser. Now I have all these other bushels of Meiserishan over here. I can just keep taking off Trumas Meiser from the first bushel, the first pile of bushels, until all of it is Trumas Meiser, and then I get all that to the coin. You could do such a thing. So there's nothing more over here as follows. So Meiser is, well, the Eichoshin Shem also Trumas Meiser Makamacher. Do we have to be afraid in this case, once you told the Levi that you're going to go ahead and buy it back from him, maybe he'll take off Trumas Meiser from at home, and maybe he'll take off Trumas Meiser from the whole thing, and everything you have turns into Trumas Meiser. So well, you don't have to worry about that if you never told him how much you have. If you never told him how much you have, there's no possibility of him taking off Trumas Meiser. But Kor Meiser Yeshech if you tell him an amount, you're afraid maybe he could. Now, Rashi right away jumps. How could he do that? If, if it's not his, it's not his. How does this work? Look in Rashi. Look in Rashi. Ein Chayshish. Rashi says all the way at the bottom of Ein Chayshish. Rashi says, Chashinon. It's in the middle of Rashi by the comma. Chashinon. Shemala Acha Shekibla Adamim. Also in the Kulon Trumas Maisha. Al Tisha Korshesh Rebbeisay. Maisha Atomot Trumas Maisha. Dechiven Deloy Moshach Yocher Lachsar Alevi. Remember, no one did a Kenyan in this case. Since no one did a Kenyan, in theory, the Levi could back out. Yav Bishub Roshusei She Yisrael says Rashi, Loikon Alem Yisrael. They must Kenyan. Where's the Kenyan? Hi Levi, the Likli Yisrael Bakabal Smos. We're not talking about Makire Levi, Kuhn or something like that. So the Levi never took it. If the Levi never took it, theoretically, then the Balbais never really bought it back. Yes, they all agreed to do such a thing, but there was no real Kenyan. And therefore, in theory, the Levi could actually... Ke'ilu used that Maiserishan to potter tons and tons of Trumas Maiser that he had. And therefore, says the more, if you told him an amount, maybe you have to be Cheshish. Says the more, what are you talking about? Oh, well, Atubur Shiaskinan? What is this guy's a Russia? The Shakli Dami Mashri Trumas Maiser? He's taking your money for the Maiserishan, and behind the scenes, he's messing you up and leaving you with tons and tons of Trumas Maiser. It just doesn't make sense that someone would do such a thing, and therefore, you don't have to be Cheshish for that. So it can't be Pshat in the Bryce. Rather, Elam Revishashi Yisrael Shamala Ben Levi Yisrael says to a son, I have some Maiser I wanted to give to your father. Okay. Instead of giving it to you now, I'm going to buy it back. Maybe the father, Levi's father, had already taken off Trumas Maiser on this stuff. So he says, it depends. If you told him a fixed amount, yes. If not, not. Maybe the father, in this case, no bad. The father actually owned that Meister, and he could have taken off the Trumas Meister. Luckily, you're fine. 
If this Maiserisha was always by the Balabayas' house, then the, the, the Levi's father, if he's taking off Truma's Maiser, it's Shalom in Amukov. It's not close. There's a lack of Truma that you only take off Truma on something that's close to what you're doing. But the evidence works anyways. But you're not supposed to do this. By Truma's Maiser, it's not so clear that there is such a halacha. Taisa says it's only the Rabbanam. Rashi says it's an issue of you can't do Shalom in Amukov because you don't know if the stuff's still there, or how much it's worth, or what's what. Either way, there seems to be some sort of halacha Shalom in Amukov. So why would it be chayshish that the Levi's father would have done this and be over this halacha? It doesn't seem to make sense. Ben Yisrael, the, 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 the owner is the son of the original Balabais. My father said to me, My father, but before he died, left me a bunch of Maiserish, and he said, It belongs to you. The question is not that he turned it into Shumas Maiser. The question is. When the Balabayas' father died, he left over Maiserisha, and did he leave it over as Tevel for Trumas Maiser, or did the Balabayas already take off the Trumas Maiser already? Normally we have a law that a Chaver, someone who's a Shemitah or Mitzvah, does not leave Tevel in his house. Now Maiserisha is a tricky situation, because Maiserisha, you took off the Maiserisha, but it's, it's Tevel right now. You cannot eat Maiserisha until you take off the Trumas Maiser from it. So do, do we think that the Balabayas already took off the Trumas Maiser, when you give this Maiserishan to the Levi, he doesn't have to bother, says the Gemara. So, if it's not a fixed amount, he doesn't have much to fix, because he doesn't have much there is. But, core, if he knew it was a fixed amount, meaning, that the Levi, when he gets it, does not have to bother taking off Trumas Maiser, because we assume the father already did it. Says the Gemara, really? Isn't Trumas Maiser the mitzvah of the Levi? the Yisrael Balabais can take off Chumas Maiser at all. There is at least one sheet that says he could. There's Abba Lazar ben Gamli. The sign of Lazar ben Gamli. It says, V'nechshel, the Pesach says, V'nechshel lechem Chumas. It's talking about the Levi. The Levi gets Maiser Rishon. And it says, Kedogem and Agarim Kemalem and Eyakim. He takes off Chumas Maiser from his Maiser Rishon, which is like like regular Truma. The Trumas Meister is like regular Truma. What does that mean? There's my Trumas Meister and regular Truma. Truma Gedal is always taken by not a fixed amount. Truma Gedal, you can take off one little piece. Normally you give a 50th or a 40th or a 60th. There's a special mitzvah by Truma Gedal to not measure it. To give it just estimated. So, and, there's another lachat b'machshava. By Truma Gedal, you don't have to actually be mafreshit. You could just say, the Truma's on the right side. Truma's on the left side. We talked about Breyer before. But you can actually do it just b'machshava. Kach Truma's Meiser, he tells Now, Truma's Meiser, it is an amazing halacha. Because we know Truma's Meiser is 10%. Okay, it is 10%. So, Abelazim ben Gamla over here holds, Abelazim ben Gamla holds that, no, that there's also a lot of it's machlaik is Rashi and Taisus whether you're supposed to give it ba'imid or you're allowed to give it ba'imid. Taisus says you're supposed to give it ba'imid because then you might you're going to give more. Since you're afraid to give less, you're probably going to give eleven percent or twelve percent. That's even better. Other mafreshim say it just means you're allowed to give it ba'imid. If we learn it for the zikayis hakasim, am a machshava. And here's our point. Just like a Babais takes off Truma Gedailah, the Babais can take off Truma Smeiser. Now, the first two halachas seem to be Machlaikis, Rabbi and Gamla, and other Shittas. It's not clear exactly which ones the Cham argue on the dictations here goes through this. But definitely, according to Abba and Gamla, Truma Smeiser is very much like Truma. You could take it for Aymid, you could take it for Machshava, 
and the Balabayas is able to take off Trumas Meiser. And therefore, what this Bryson was telling me was that if Balabayas has Meiserishan in his house for a long time over here, so if he knows how much he has, then we can assume he took off the Trumas Meiser because you never ever want to have Tevel in your house. And when the Levi eventually gets it, you don't have to worry about it anymore, and the Levi can assume it's already been taken off. But if he never knew how much was there, it was just a big pile, nobody ever measured it, then obviously he didn't take off Trumas Meiser, and then the Levi gets it, he has to make sure to take the Trumas Meiser off accordingly. Okay.